now, time for Seafood News. You're listening to the Seafood News Podcast. I'm Seafood News Managing Editor Amanda Buckle. And I'm Ernerberry Seafood Market Reporter Lauren Castiglione. This episode is brought to you by Ernerberry Insights, available on the Comptel platform. If you're in the food business, you probably wondered about future-proofing the supply chain. Given what we've seen over the past year and what we're still contending with, the task of managing supply chains has become more challenging than ever before. That's why Ernerberry is bringing together exclusive insights through original reports, interviews, videos, and podcasts in a special April Spotlight dedicated to the biggest supply chain issues the industry is currently facing. This spotlight, future-proofing the supply chain, will take place April 26th through the 30th and can be accessed through Ernerberry's insights on the Comptel platform. Thanks, Lauren. In our top story of the day, the market for frozen lobster products has been thrust into record high territory given a somewhat unexpected level of demand and a short supply situation that has developed without the benefit of meaningful replacement. In 2020, in and around the height of the pandemic and coinciding with new season production, frozen lobster tail values fell roughly 25%. The levels were now attracted to retailers who gravitated to products that replicated the restaurant experience. We've all been there. <laughs> um, this buying resulted in a warm water market that was flat September through November, but on a sharp upward trajectory ever since, given the recovery at food service. Ernerberry COO and market reporter Jim Kenny reports that more recently, the pace of change has been sharp and swift as restaurant demand appears to be exceeding the expectations of most and suppliers find themselves short on inventory. While the import flow of warm water products has been appeared robust, the inventory position prior to the new season was considered low, and more recently, sourcing has become increasingly challenging as evidenced by the 12.3% decline in February imports. Analysis of North American lobster supplies, utilizing preliminary data and some forecast models, suggests that the availability of tails was 12% lower and meat was down 14% in 2020. So at this point, there is demand, but no prospects for meaningful replacement. The four largest suppliers of warm water lobster, which are the Bahamas, Brazil, Honduras, and Nicaragua, are all currently on conservation. The effort will not restart until June 1st in Brazil and later in the other countries. Fishing in Canada will not begin in earnest until May, but typically live lobster dealers get in line ahead of processors. In other news, tilapia pricing is at record highs. Despite the market being frozen in place for the majority of 2020, frozen tilapia fillets from China have seen an average increase of 61 cents per pound since 2018, or up by 21 cents per pound from November 2020, when reports of increased freight were just starting to circulate. Currently, 3 to 5 ounce and 5 to 7 ounce chem-free fillets are boasting all-time record high pricing at $2.55 per pound and $2.65 per pound, respectively. While tariffs and freight weigh heavy on the market, production slowdowns leading into and thereafter the Chinese New Year holiday earlier this year continue to have a lasting impact. Limited container and cold storage availability add to the perfect storm of obstacles facing not only the tilapia market, but the seafood industry as a whole. Rising freight costs and logistical issues are trickling down the supply chain, with reports of production being tempered due to increased shipping delays. Demand from the U.S. continues strong with steady retail sales and growing recovery from the food service sector. Many importers have noted this time of year sees many businesses restocking their inventories after the Lenten season wraps up, preparing them for the coming summer months. This time last year, as the U.S. was shut down for the first time during the pandemic, supply was ample, but demand was shifting from food service to retail. This time around, the opposite holds true, where demand is growing and supply is constrained. 
Many key industry players believe relief from skyrocketing freight costs won't be seen until summer months officially arrive, with lasting effects seen longer into 2021. Thanks, Lauren. Meanwhile, supply speculation continues to influence the Argentine red shrimp market. Ernabera European market reporter Michael Nesbitt reports that demand for Argentine red shrimp can, demand continues to contend with a mixture of issues. There is a sense of cautious optimism amid an uptick in vaccines, but irregularities in global trade remain a concern. Normally driven by demand out of southern Europe and the Far East, exporters have had to contend with a lackluster sales amid the closure of food service and changes in buying behavior across key markets. While demand remains hindered, asking prices for Patagonia's cold water prawn remain firm as supply speculation and adjustments to harvest schedules continue to influence the market. While the existing vaccine rollout has eased lockdowns across pockets of Europe, key markets across southern parts of the continent have extended restrictions amid a rise in cases. As a result, the intermittent closure of pubs, cafes, and non-essential shops over the last 12 months has weighed heavily on the European shrimp market, which continues to be driven by retail demand for value-added IQF items. While some distributors of Argentine red shrimp have been able to shift product into retail channels, others have struggled due to a lack of accreditation. On the supply front, Michael reports that by most accounts, firm prices going to Q2 of 2020 have been driven by supply shortages as opposed to real demand. Limited landings at the start of the year have resulted in barely adequate supplies, with new products only expected to reach Europe in the second half of the year. You can find more of Michael Nesbitt's red shrimp analysis on Erner Berry's Comtel. And in other news, U.S. Seafood's Chief Operating Officer Dave Wood has issued an apology after a crewman of a U.S. Seafood's factory ship who had tested positive for COVID-19 breached their quarantine to visit a bar in Dutch Harbor last weekend. So what happened is that the U.S. Seafoods factory trawler Seafreeze America arrived in Dutch Harbor last Saturday. The trawler had 51 crew aboard and several displayed symptoms of COVID-19. Uh, eight crew members ended up testing positive for COVID, and they were sent to an onshore quarantine facility. Well, sometime after 10 p.m. on Saturday, it's reported that as many as four of those crewmen left the quarantine facility to go to a bar called the Norwegian Rat Saloon. Always a good time. <laughs> it sounds like a great time. <laughs> We've got to look into that place. So uh, there was about a crowd of 60 people there hanging out when they uh, went. So Wood told KUCB and Alaska Public Media reporter Hope McKenney that we are extremely sorry about the events that occurred and we regret that these individuals made terrible decisions, put a lot of uh, people at risk and harmed a lot of people. We are as outraged as you are. Those men have since been terminated, but the incident raised the local risk factor for COVID-19 spread from medium to high. The city is calling for quarantine and testing for anyone who is not fully vaccinated and present at the Norwegian Rat Saloon after 10 p.m. on Saturday, April 10th. Moving along, the Seaspiracy Netflix documentary has encouraged some internet sleuths to look into a photo of two orca whales being taken as bycatch by a trawler in Alaska. Now, before I jump into the story, last week, Seafood News founder John Sackton wrote up a winding glass column about Seaspiracy and why the seafood industry is so vulnerable to the lies and falsehoods. So if you haven't had a chance to read the column yet, I highly recommend you check it out. But anyway, thanks to this crazy documentary, or uh, I think NFI called it Propaganda, which I love. <laughs> um, it's seriously a, a bonkers film. Um, people are just attacking the fishing industry on social media now. So right now, a photo of two orca whales being taken as a bycatch by a trailer in Alaska have gone viral on Reddit. 
and the photos posted on the site with no additional information. Um, and we all know the internet. Like I, I could post a photo of, right. <laughs> you know, there's, there's like a meme that always goes around. It's of Abe Lincoln and it says like a quote from Abe Lincoln. And it's like, you know, don't believe everything you read on the internet. Right. You know, and it's, it's like, it's like, well, you know, how do you know what you're posting? But that, that's, that's the basis of the story is that this Redditor claims that the bycatch in this photo had not been reported and that they're looking for Im- information on the crew or boat. And now Noah's gotten involved, and they've released their own fact-checked on the photo in question. So Noah wrote in their news release that they do not have confirmation of when or where the photo in question was taken. And they do not have any recent reports of bycatch involving orcas off Alaska. However, they said that there was a bycatch event reported in a commercial fishery with two orca whales last year at this time, which was reported to them within 24 hours, so it's possible that the photo circulating is from that incident. While Seaspiracy viewers are up in arms over the photo, Noah clarifies that Section 118 of the Marine Mammal Protection Act allows for the incidental, but not intentional, takes of marine mammals in commercial fisheries. A take does not allow fishermen to harass, hunt, capture, collect, or kill marine mammals. And Noah notes that a take is not legal unless it's reported by the vessel owners or operators through the Marine Mammal Authorization Program. The agency also has rigorous methods for tracking catch and bycatch and has at least two fishery observers on board all trawl catcher processor vessels that fish off of Alaska. So I find it hard to believe if, you know, what they're saying that this bycatch was not reported. Right. It's <laughs> right. basically Noah's nice way of putting it. But uh, hopefully, um, you know, these Seaspiracy Crusaders will uh, check out Noah's fact check and hopefully it'll slow them down. Does it ever, though? <laughs> yeah. But that about does it for us. Once again, this episode is brought to you by Ernaberry's Insights, available on the Comtel platform. Check out the special April spotlight dedicated to the biggest supply chain issues the industry is currently facing from April 26th through the 30th. The future proofing the supply chain spotlight can be accessed through Ernaberry Insights on the Comtel platform. Mm-hmm.